Okay, well, I need to uh, start my presentation today with a disclaimer and an apology. The disclaimer is that the term co-author applied to me is rather generous. Uh, I'm, I'm really not a primary author on this paper. The two authors are uh, Greg Rome, who's a practicing lawyer, and uh, Gil Guillory, who uh, is a private scholar. Uh, Greg Rome was originally supposed to present but could not be here for the conference, and Gil was double-booked. He's, he's presenting a session right now. Um, so the apology is that um, I was pressed into service to present this just a couple days ago, only had a couple days to prepare, and uh, I guess I won't be able to threaten you with the full 25-minute presentation. Uh, you'll probably have to think of this more as a commercial or, a, uh, you know, a, uh, a plea to go check out the real thing, the real paper. It's an excellent paper. Are those copies of it right yeah, there? Yeah, there are copies here that are available. Yep. So copies here, and you can go hunt down Gil. Uh, questions, comments, compliments on the content, you should direct to Gil. Complaints should probably be directed at me. So the title is Community Norms for Punishment and Restitution, A Call for Mediation Casebooks. I'd just like to read a short passage from the beginning uh, of the paper, which lays out their main argument. A victim-offender mediation using circles of support is the paradigm case for observing community norms of justice, punishment, restitution, and proportionality. Modern U.S. juridical practice lacks effective means to assess and apply community norms. We, therefore, advocate the assembly and dissemination of mediation casebooks to guide judges, juries, and private arbiters in setting terms of punishment and or restitution. Private arbitration has become more common over the last 50 years in the U.S., returning from historical obscurity. Dispute resolution projects have been launched in virtually all major U.S. cities. Arbitration is likely to keep growing in scope and number of cases. Notably, Guillory, in another paper, proposes a franchisable business model for subscription security, which would provide private patrol and investigation of crimes, leading to the widespread use of mediation and or arbitration between victims and offenders to secure restitution for victims. We raise the concern that private victim-offender arbitration is challenged to reflect community norms. The best answer, we think, that is to the, the modern system, lies in the creation of mediation casebooks. Um, and, the, and that's what the uh, paper deals with. So why worry about uh, community norms? Well, there's an inherent problem in subjectivity in adjudication. Uh, in, in many cases, damages that are to be awarded uh, can be very straightforward. In other cases, it's not so clear. And the question, uh, the question arises whether uh, those, those awarding uh, restitution really have a good grounding in anything other than just their own subjective ideas. Uh, the paper cites a case a study that was done with two sets of juries, and they were presented with the same arguments. Um, and in one case, the plaintiff was asking for X number of dollars, and in the other case, the plaintiff was asking for 3X number of dollars. And the latter juries consistently would award something like two and a half times uh, what the other jury would award. So clearly being influenced by things which don't have much to do with the, the facts at hand, just the arguments that are being made.
So as I mentioned, mediation and community norms is a way of grounding uh, uh, the practice of law, the practice of restitution in, uh, in uh, practices which are agreed upon voluntarily, you know, notably in mediation. And uh, in collecting the data for mediation cases, uh, we can see what a community tends to do. So a modern victim offender mediation looks something like this. There's a director of personnel and a facilitator. In this case, Julie is a victim of a sexual assault from Michael. Both Julie and Michael are able to bring in people for moral support, uh, to help them face one another, to help them be able to air their grievances uh, fully. And there are various uh, officers and uh, specialists who are there to facilitate the whole process. This paper argues that mediation is, is the optimal dispute resolution. Uh, all issues can be raised. Uh, there, there really aren't set procedures. Everything, many things are negotiable in the process. All sanctions and terms are available. Uh, arbiters, uh, uh, mediators are often quite surprised at the creativity of uh, the victim and the offender in coming to some kind of uh, solution that works for both of them. It's also empowering for those involved in the process to be able to feel like justice has truly been served. Uh, all parties, of course, must agree or else you'll have to move it to a higher, uh, you know, a, a, an arbiter rather than a mediator. Uh, and it's, again, once again, it draws on and it contributes to the expression of community norms. This is a diagram that illustrates the process from individual cases all the way to uh, the norms, which then can be applied in the rare cases of arbitration. A large section of the paper deals with uh, Greek and Roman models of mediation. Um, and in particular, uh, it, it cites uh, a scholar, Derek Roebuck, who wrote a couple of books that are kind of source texts uh, in ancient, uh, ancient Greek and Roman arbitration. And uh, one passage of particular interest is the Shield of Achilles. Uh, if you ask me what it is that's there on the Shield of Achilles, I can only, it's probably easier for me to tell you what's not on the Shield of Achilles. Hephaestus forges this uh, for Achilles, and it features um, a number of scenes from, really from civilization, and many classicists have pointed out how this is contrasted to the war there at Troy. <clears throat> but among the scenes, um, among the scenes is actually an arbitration that's taking place, and I just want to read a short description of that. This is uh, a description of what's on the shield, that is. Men were crowded together in an assembly. A dispute had been stirred up there, and two men were disputing about the reconciliation payment for a man who had been killed. One was pleading all to be yielded, pointing it out to citizens, the proposed payment, perhaps cattle, but the other refused to accept anything. Both men had put it to a knowing one to reach an end. And men, supporters of each side, were cheering on both of them. So marshals were restraining the crowd. The elders sat on polished stones in a sacred circle, and one after another took the speaking staff of the shouting marshals in their hand and adjudicated. Two gold talents lay in the midst of them, to be given to the one among them who spoke the straightest judgment. So in ancient Greece, and uh, this is something that's detailed in the paper, I can just kind of briefly look at it here, uh, most cases were indeed decided by private mediation. Parties would appoint a koinos, uh, common to both parties, someone known by both parties, uh, and they might also bring arbitrators, people who could present their own case to the koinos, perhaps better than the, the parties themselves. 
there was a mediation, uh, and so in the case of acceptance, the agreements were final and there was no appeal. And only relatively few cases, as you can see at the bottom, went to public arbitration. Uh, when that would happen, for example, in Athens, uh, many jurors or judges, the Greek word uh, is diecasts, up to over 500 were chosen by lot from all citizens. It was considered a civic duty to go serve. Diecast made the final ruling. Uh, Socrates, for example, was, was tried in one of these situations. Uh, but, but most cases were indeed done by private mediation, even though these were the same people who might also serve on a jury. As a result of the link, the diecasts were a direct expression of community norms. So the things that were done every day in common dispute resolutions would be expressed uh, even in a jury. Ancient Rome, uh, ancient Romans would often make use of private mediation by a bonus weir that is a good man. Again, someone known to uh, both parties in many cases. The goal was settlement, mediation. Um, if that didn't work, if parties couldn't come to an agreement, they, much like in the Greek model, would bring private arbitration before an arbiter. And the arbiter was, uh, was under the direction of the city praetor, so it was a little bit more uh, involved with the civil law, the goal being equity in that case. And then finally, there are a few cases in which uh, a case would make it up to public or private arbitration by eudex, with the goal being justice. And in ancient Rome, the, those who were uh, deciding on these laws were often uh, professional jurors, just people who would, who would serve all, all different kinds of roles. Now, the modern system, uh, and this is detailed again in the paper, the modern system suffers from a, a cutoff of the virtuous transmission of community norms to judges and juries. Judges and juries are appointed by the state. In most cases, when a juror sits in his seat, it's the first time he's ever been asked in his life to wrestle with complex legal topics. No experience of mediation is required, uh, unless, unless, uh, just another slide, sitting a few bullet points. And so the solution proposed by the paper is uh, because mediations are now currently going on all the time. The idea is to take the mediations and, and consolidate them into some kind of norms and uh, make them usable for judges, arbitrators, juries uh, to be able to apply community norms to try and center judgments and uh, awards, restitutions back in practice of communities. Here's a figure to demonstrate the problem. Uh, both of these black circles are, uh, yeah, the black circles of justice, I, I call them. Um, you, you can't actually see these. I mean, they're here for the purpose of, of illustrating, but, but in reality, what, what people are dealing with, they, they know this red boundary of legal guidelines. These are the legal boundaries in which I have to rule. I'd say that's a rather generous position uh, relative to the black circle of justice. And on this side, we have mediation cases, uh, which, which are individual dots. Now, since all of them are agreed to voluntarily, there's a much better idea of uh, what it is, uh, well, when justice is served through these agreements. So the question that's posed is, well, which job is easier? If all you could see was the red circle and the dots, which would be easier to figure out where justice was? Finally, there's an example casebook entry here 
um, it, uh, where they uh, want to provide an example of how one might put together from a mediation a casebook. And in putting enough of these together, again, it's not only drawing on community norms but contributing to them, and can be something that that uh, could be applied uh, in the courts. So once again, I implore you, if, if you're interested at all, to please seek out the paper uh, and track down Gil Guillory. He'll be happy to answer uh, all the questions that I think you would have. Thank you. Mm -hmm.